Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. I want to get right into John chapter 8 verse 12. We're talking under the topic, be lit. Be lit. Can somebody say be lit? Be lit. That is our, there's my twin right there. <laughs> John chapter 8 verse 12 we're going to read Father in Jesus name I pray that every mind in this place is loose Lord to hear your word Father that it is not the charisma of a man that it is not the shenanigans or the trickery but Lord that it is by your spirit Lord that there is break through in the lives of each and every individual that is here in this place and watching online. Father, we pray that your word pierce the hearts, Lord, in the areas of darkness in their lives and that, Lord, light, Lord, may start to emanate. Father, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. amen. And John chapter 8, verse 12 says, Jesus spoke to the people. Who spoke? Jesus. Who spoke? We sang about the worthiness of Jesus and the praises to him. And Jesus spoke to the people once more, which means that he has been saying this over and over. And he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Let me say that again. If you follow me, Many, many people get ahead of Jesus. Follow Jesus. Don't, don't get it. Follow Jesus. And if he doesn't move, you don't move. All right? So you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. When Jesus speaks these words of the things when he talks about light, when he's speaking about these things, we have to consider the current reality of that time in that era. There is no modern uh, day electricity like we have today. In fact, there was no electricity when he said these words. Nowhere in the world is there any form of electricity. When nighttime arrives, it arrives for everyone. There are no street lights, no lamps, no ceiling lights in the homes like we know it today. There is limited visibility and the challenges that they had come as a result of a lack of light. And this was a daily reality during that era. That era and in particular that geographical place where Jesus is. They relied heavily on oil lamps. In fact, it is highly probable, there, there's a high probability that Jesus, as most folk in that circle, would use what's called Herodian lamps, similar to this tiny thing I have right here. And I'm gonna ask uh, um, the, young, the good looking young man right there, I'm gonna ask you if you can come up and grab this. I just want you to see it and pass it on. Just pass it on. Come on, go ahead, man. Yo, bro, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Yeah. And just, just check it out. I just want you to see it for yourself and then pass it over to the next person. All right, and just pass it down, all right? 
Yeah, my man got swag. So my man stepped up, like, like, okay, got you. And so just kind of pass it through. I mean, it's, it's not, it, it's nothing uh, overly complicated, but it's, it's made of clay. It's fueled by pure olive oil. And um, in particular, that one, I, I, I retrieved there from an excavation that I did with a group of archaeologists out in um, Amazon. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, so, so we ma- managed to get it down here and authenticate it. But, but it is a replica. It is a replica. It is a replica of what would be used in the average home in that time, all right? Now, Pastor, why are you making such a big deal about this? I want you to just kind of pass that along. And, and again, there's, there's just, it's a real simple thing. And do me a favor. Can you make sure it returns back? I did this about 17 years ago with an artifact that I really brought back from Israel, and somebody stole it in church. <laughs> nobody gave it back, and then nobody went. I was like, man, y'all serious? In church, they stole my, my Israeli artifact. So I want to make sure that I get my, my Amazon. <laughs> I'm going to return to get my money back. All right, here we go. Well, the, the reason I want to make a big deal about this is, is that we take light for granted in our modern days. Like we do, we, we take light for granted. And in that time, light was a valuable necessity. So if you had any type of light source, if you had candles or oil lamps, which was the typical, um, that was the typical means of lighting um, in homes, you only used them when and where light was needed and necessary. You were not wasteful. Are you getting that? You were not wasteful. So the assertion that Jesus makes in John 8, 12, when he declares to be the light of the world has a different weight for these folk than perhaps for any of us today. So when Jesus is speaking to this group of people, are you, are you understanding? It, it, light is different for them than what it may feel because we take it for granted. So... so so I need to bring us back into focus of, of why this is vital for us all today. And that is that where there is light, there is attention. Where there's light, attention follows. Where there is light, all eyes look towards where there is light. All eyes right now are on me. Because there is light. In all seriousness, that's where all the attention is going. For these people, and still today in many remote parts of the world where there isn't any electricity, any and all form of light becomes a place that draws attention. Like a campfire. People gather around a campfire and they have fellowship around the light source, a fire pit, people that are dating, experiencing romance. They, they meet around a fire pit and they exchange little chocolate and marshmallows and 
Baby, you want some of that? You know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all don't. <laughs> I got one in my backyard. I got it. We haven't turned it on, baby. <laughs> All right, we're gonna turn it on tonight. All right, stop it, Ingrid. Stop. Don't stir me up. But but even even candles around the dinner table, you light them and it brings everyone together brings attention you know for us today the closest thing that we can come to light in its importance in that time in our modern days would be our cell phone our cell phone would be the closest thing to understanding when jesus is speaking i am the light of the world for us i would probably say that jesus if he came in this time he'd probably say I am the smartphone of the world. And why, why would he say something like this? Becky and I went on vacation, and it was mind-blowing. We were in the airport. Nobody is paying attention to each other. Everybody was running around like this, finding somewhere to plug their phone. They just That's what they were doing all through the airport, just looking somewhere. To, there are people lay on the floor, on, sitting on the floor, because their attention to the source. Where there is light, attention follows. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that, that leads to life. Jesus reveals that the choice to live life in darkness is yours. Jesus says, you don't have to walk in darkness. It is a choice. The light that Jesus is speaking of here is not that of a lamp, of a light bulb. He isn't speaking about a campfire, a fire pit, or a candle, or an oil. Where's my, where's my lamp? Where is it? Okay, all right. All right, I'm just making sure. I'm getting it back. I'm getting it back. I ain't messing with y'all. Some of y'all ain't saved yet. Some of y'all. I love y'all, but some of y'all are still crooked. I'm not talking about you, Ingrid. Not you. You good. I said, I'm not talking about you. Ingrid, I said, not you. Aside from the gun in your purse and a knife. I know. I'm just, mess, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but, but last week I shared out of Luke chapter 2, verse 30. Check this out. Let's read this together. This is, this is Simeon, and, and, and Simeon is about to perform um, the, the, the ceremonial process of circumcision to children, all right, after uh, eight days. And Jesus goes into the temple, and they're about to, to perform this ceremony, and then, and then he, he says this about the, the infant Jesus. He says, I have seen your salvation, and this is what he says to, to, to God as he is holding Jesus, which you have prepared for for guys to see how many to see how many um, uh, ethnicities and and races are fighting to claim Jesus came from us and he's from our root and no we're the originals no that's the original no we and, and on and it is listen Jesus is for all people yeah. all right and which hold on guys go back hold on 
So I have seen your land salvation prepared for all people. I'm, I'm sorry, you were right. You were right, Sayani. You were right. He is a light. He is a light. He is a light to reveal to the nations. What is he a light for? To reveal what? To reveal what? God to the nations. Thank you. It made it back, and we're going to put it away. And can <laughs> Pastor Jose, do me a favor, sir. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. It better not end up in your house. <laughs> he is the light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Simeon got the revelation of the purpose of this child. He was holding. This was no ordinary baby. This was literally a super being. This child, according to Simeon, was salvation in the flesh, but he not only called Jesus salvation, he called Jesus the light that God prepared to reveal God to the nations. It would be through Jesus. Somebody say through Jesus. It would be through Jesus that the world would know and see God himself here on earth. Why is this crucial for us to know? Why should we be excited about this? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 4 says. Satan, who is the of You know, people, a lot of Christians, we're, we're, we have to remember that this world is not our home. And, and some people love it, love it so much. There is a God over this world. And, and, and the Bible says that Satan, who is the God of this world, has done what? Blinded the what? The minds of those who don't believe. Next. They are unable to see the glorious light of Next. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ who is the exact likeness of God. Next. Is that where it is? That's where it ends, okay. The God of this world is in constant conflict and rivalry against this revelation he doesn't want people to have this knowledge about good news because this good news has the power to bring people out of darkness in their minds and hearts i want to add this little side note here the power of the good news somebody say good news is seen, is heard in the mind and in the hearts of people. It isn't seen and heard with human eyes nor human ears. Good news happens in the mind and in the heart. Jesus didn't live out his days debating people and convincing them to believe in him. You either believed or you didn't. This is why Jesus said, follow me. 
you followed or you didn't. We see some of these churches that get so wrapped up in apologetics and debates and they prepare young people to take them out to college campuses. And, and you see the mockery and the foolishness out there. And, and it's about a, 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 a forceful transformation. The good news is something that pierces the mind and the heart of man. Do you hear me? Your human words, your, hum, your, human, your human knowledge cannot do what the, what the light of the world does. You have to understand this. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, verse 14. George, I'm glad you're back. Missed two, two Sundays, man, without just having a person to say that was good. That, thank you, George. So all I need is my faithful friend. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I'll ask him after service, what did I say? I don't know, but it was good. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 and 14. Always thanking we're always doing what on Sundays okay he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and he has transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Again, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Stop. Many, many Christian folk only know the forgiveness of sin experience, but they don't know the freedom that comes along with what Jesus provides. So all they know is this part. Next, that's where it stops. Okay, so now I'm gonna to jump to verse 19 through 22. You gotta get this context, okay? For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ and through him, God reconciled, okay, stop there. Remember that I talked about that word reconciliation, right? That's, that's bringing balance, that's checks, checks and balances. It's an accounting word, all right? It's to bring back everything to say, oh, we're in harmony. So this is what he did with your life. With all of the, all of the deficiencies and all of the discrepancies and all of the mess in your life, he brought you back to harmony. That's what he did. He, he cleans the slate clean. And you're like, Lord, I used to be that. Yeah, I don't remember that. But you don't remember what I, I don't remember that. But, but, you, but you know that I didn't. I don't remember that. It's, it's, that's reconciliation. He reconciled everything to himself. I got news for you. You are going to go from one church to another church to another church to another church to another church. And people may look at you. And when you understand freedom and you can live in your freedom and, and you abide in your freedom, dwell in that freedom, move about in that freedom. And there's others that are going to look at you with a shady eye. 
Look at the way he's dressed. Or look at the way she's dressed. Oh, I saw where you were. Oh, I read what you've been doing. Listen. Listen. You have been reconciled to God. To God. Next. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of a church. What? A pastor, prophet, an evangelist, bishop. No, everything has been reconciled, made back in harmony by Christ's blood on the cross. Man, can we keep on? Let's keep reading. This includes who were far away from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and your actions. Yet, when? Progressively. No, no, it it happens after you finish the seventh step. No, it happens after you baptize. When does it happen? Somebody say now. now. He has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. Continue. As a result, he has brought you. Man, take a moment and just celebrate God for that. Come on. Come on. Come on. You know, I, I, I go to many churches and many, many experiences, you know, from one church to another church. And they go, I want to thank the worship team for ushering his presence. What? What? How dare you? He don't need your help. He has brought you into his own presence and you are. Are you going to be? No, you're going to be. Come on, guys. Says you are holy and guys, that is freedom here. That is freedom here. That is freedom here. You are holy and blameless as you stand before who? Him without a single fault. Man, I think you should stand to your feet real quick and just take a moment to praise him for that. Just stand to your feet real quick. Just real quick. Just real quick. Come on, in this place. You are free. You are, that is the freedom. He makes you holy and blameless in his presence. Somebody needs to celebrate that. Come on. Somebody needs to celebrate that. All right, sit down. I got seven more pages. Get you excited. And then I'm going to tell you I'm going to go long here. No, 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 no. We're we're, we're wrapping this up. The enemy, Satan, doesn't want you to get a hold of this revelation. Listen, guys. That's good news. No, no. Listen to me. That. It's good news. He doesn't want you to hold on to this revelation. This knowledge threatens that spiritual hold and the grip that he has over people that are ignorant of this knowledge and this revelation that Simeon said, oh my goodness. Jesus is a light of revelation that will reveal, that is to manifest God to the world. The world as we know it 
today is divided into two divisions. Those that choose to live in light and those that choose to live in darkness. The saddest thing in God's eyes and in my eyes because I come across a lot of people this way. People that reject God altogether, they turn their backs on the light. But even more sad, I would say, are the many, many Christians, so-called followers of Jesus, children of God, that they claim to be saved, but they themselves still live in utter darkness because they have the salvation portion of it, but they don't live in the freedom. You know, we all, for, for those that know and those that have taken an interest in the passing of the late uh, Queen Elizabeth, know that now there is a new king, uh, King Charles. King Charles has two sons. Everybody, everybody knows? If, if, some people just, they just don't care. Right, I'm just trying to get my check at the end of the week. I don't care what's happening over there. I get that. I get that. I get that. But it was quite interesting that I was reading two nights ago that one of his son abdicated, abdicated his role. Uh, I think it's Harry, right? The, the, the one with the full hair, full head of hair, that guy, like mine. He, 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 uh, he abdicated his, his role and, and he moved. He moved to, to the United States and he's here with his wife, kids, and he, he left all of the formalities. He left all the formalities. So technically, and according to the uh, monarchy, I, I can't even I ever say that word, monarchy. Monarchy. Monarchy, monarchy, monarchy. Monarchy. <laughs> he is not entitled, he is not entitled to the ceremonial participations that the others are. He's not entitled to the proclamation. He was not entitled to the ceremony. He's, not He's just not entitled to it. But, somebody say but. but. But the father wrote, he is my son. And even regardless of his son turning away from it, he can never stop being the son of a king. So when the son walks in through the palace doors, even though he didn't want it, everybody has to bow at his presence because of the relationship and association with the father. Are you getting this? This is why the Bible calls you his Children, you have been adopted. It is your inheritance. Yours. Colossians chapter 1 verse 23. But you must continue to believe this truth and what? Stand firm in it. Next. Don't Drift away from this assurance that you received when you heard what? The good news. The good news has been preached all over the world. 
And I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to do what? To what? Proclaim. Proclaim means to announce publicly, to tell, to demonstrate, and to share with others. 1 Peter chapter 2, 9. Right, Pastor, we're reading a lot today. Yeah, I know. Hey, listen. My words will always come back void, but not his. Okay, so this is why you're in here and you're reading his words. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result, you can. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? Show others the goodness of God. For He, but listen. How can I show someone something that I don't possess, or something that I don't believe I possess? He says, "Show others the goodness of God." For He called you. Out of darkness into. We are to show others God's goodness, not just sing about it on Sundays. We sing songs all the time. Oh, your goodness. Come on, what is the song? The goodness. Is, his goodness. Is, what is it? Running out. Yeah. Don't ever stand next to me during worship because I, I don't know any lyrics, right? That I will move my lips and stomp my feet and clap my hands. But it says, your goodness will run after. It's running after me. And people will sing it and sing it. And say, Pastor, can I talk to you after the service? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, bad. It's bad. Pastor, it's bad. What's going on? It's just bad. You were just singing about his goodness. Yeah, I know. It was, it's just bad. And, and listen, and, and, and we... we, we we can find it humorous, but, but this is tragic in, 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 in the life of a Christian when you live your life not knowing who you are, not knowing what you are. You are royalty. Listen, and you're not royalty because of what continent you came from. You're royalty because of the one that transitioned you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That's why. So we are to show his goodness. We are to show others what chosen people look like. This is this. We're to show others what chosen people look like. What chosen people sound like. What chosen people behave like. Don't go out there talking about your royalty and your chosen. And you act worse than the people in the darkness. We, we, we are to be royal priests in this world doing the work that God did through Jesus. But now he does it through you. We are to proclaim the good news to others who are still living in darkness. It isn't God's will and plan for his church to have a covert and secret gathering Sunday after Sunday in a private, exclusive worship experience. Having good news to no one in darkness. That is counterproductive. Imagine that you wake up in the morning 
Bright sunny day, after having breakfast, you walk outside the door, sun is beaming down, you put on your sunglasses, you go out to your shed and you get your flashlight, and then you go for a walk relying on the flashlight to be your source of light. Light extinguishes darkness. Darkness will never extinguish light. Luke eleven thirty three. No one lights a lamp. Can I get the lamp back? Y'all put it up where y'all put it. Take it out of the security. I don't even trust my own kids. They take stuff from me all the time. That's not true. Talk about that sweatshirt. No one lights a lamp. No one lights a lamp and then what? Hides it and puts it under a basket. Next. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen. You get that? You get that? Listen, just lost my place here in my notes. I got so. His light is to be shown and shared. We are, we are, we are to be as a lamp. On the lamp stand for all the world to what? To see. And it isn't God's will for his church to go on Sunday after Sunday behind closed doors and then we leave here and then it's done as light and children of light you and I are to be these three things as I close this morning number one light number one light is what light is what acts chapter 13 47 49 for the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, and by the, by the way, if you don't know what that word Gentile means, it just means a non-Jew, right? Someone who is just not a Jew uh, or, or, or born from Israel. And, and so this is what that word means. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very, they were very, they were very glad and they thanked the Lord for his message. What was the message? That I have made you light. That's the message. I've made you light. Tell somebody, I, you are light. Tell somebody, you are lit. Oh, be careful with that one. <laughs> I'll be careful. Don't y'all, who's sitting next to Becky? Baby, you lit. Ain't nobody else telling you. It's my wife. I'm telling her, you know, we went for a walk yesterday, and I was, we went for a walk yesterday, and and and, and this this brother was coming opposite from us, and, and I, we were walking, and, and he just looked at my wife. I didn't even exist. He just looked at her, he just grilling, smiling, and and I'm like looking at him, like you say, I'm not looking at him. And like, yeah, I do look at you. I'm about to turn off his light. He don't know me. 
He's going to see some darkness. He don't know how, he don't know how I be. <laughs> what about that Power Ranger? <laughs> when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and they thanked God for this message. And all who were chosen for eternal life, they became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout the region. It's in, in the very way that Jesus was God with us, Emmanuel, we too ought to be the very face, the very hands, the very feet of God here on earth to all of those that are in darkness. Number two, light guides. Isaiah 42, 6 said, I, the Lord, I have called you to, 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 to demonstrate righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guard you and I will give you to my people, Israel, as a what? As a what? Symbol of my covenant with them and you will be a light to guide the nations. Whew, man. You got to get excited about that. You and I don't need to, nor are expected by God to trick, to manipulate, to coerce people into seeing God. I am to demonstrate and exhibit God in me to everyone around me that guides them. Do you hear that? Yes. Lastly, light reveals light reveals so number one light is seen number two light guides and last light reveals Isaiah 42 7 you will open the eyes of the blind you will free the captives from prison releasing those who sit in dark dungeons in the way that Jesus is on earth or was on earth being a rescuer to all people, you and I are called to do the same to all folk in bondage all around us. You and I have the keys to set folk free and open their eyes from their spiritual bondage. We, we don't come to church to charge up, to get plugged, and then to go home. And then do it again next Sunday. We already possess his presence. We already possess the one who makes us lit. You are not lit because of anything that you can ever or will ever do. You are lit because of what Jesus did. And then he turns around and he gifts it to you. It's a gift. It's a gift. What's a gift? A gift is something, I want to be careful. Don't, be, don't. Nope. A gift is something that's been given to you. You didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. You don't have to work for it. It's a gift. And that's what Jesus says. I've given you this. Now you go and give it to the world. 
I want, you, I want you to stand to your feet because we don't come to church Sunday after Sunday to get right and get fixed here. It's not what this is about. We come here to give him adoration and praise for what he has already done. Sunday after Sunday. The reason I drag my butt here, should have said butt, but I said it. I, I, I drag myself here is so that I could give worship and adoration and praise for all that he has done and all that he is going to continue to do. This week, this month, I want you to look and pursue the opportunities to be light everywhere you go. By everywhere, I want you to start in your home. I want you to start in your home. Husbands, get it together. Husbands, get it together. Stop it. Act like you know. Know who you are. Know who you are. Wives. You keep doing what you do. You got to stop. You, you got you to stop. Get it together. Your children are watching you. Listen. You're, don't just worry about being the light of the world, but be the light of your home. Be the light of your home. When you're the light of the home, then your children could go and be the light in school. But the reason they can't be light in school is because they don't know what light looks like because they live in darkness in your home. So I will never be that pastor that will tell you to go and be the light at work and be the light in the community. No, be the light in your home. Start there and be good there and then work from there. So this week, look for those opportunities. Remind your husband, but you heard God's word on Sunday. Becky does that to me all the time. And I, you said that it came out of your mouth. Well, that was really God speaking. I didn't say it. it can't just come out of my mouth. But, but it reminds me. It's a reminder. This is what we need to do to each other. Hold each other accountable. Not in judgment and condemnation. But this is who you are. This is what I am. All eyes closed in this place. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. Come on, I want you to raise your hand into the heavens and, and just thank him for who you are. That you are light amongst darkness. That he makes you pure. That he makes you holy. That he makes you blameless. Even when all eyes see you differently, he sees you as his royalty, as his beloved child. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Even when you feel forsaken, even when you feel alone, even when you feel rejected and abandoned, your father, your heavenly father says, that's my child that's my child that's my child so i want you to take a moment and with all all hands raised into the heavens just take a moment to bless his name to bless his name and to fill this place with praise and adoration right now for your heavenly father in this place hallelujah come on in this place hallelujah hallelujah we worship you lord worship you we give you glory you are worthy to be praised you are worthy to be praised, Heavenly Father. You are worthy to be praised. Come on, come on, come on. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. 
see you next time.